Welcome to the Full-Time Life Podcast. I'm Steph, a former corporate girly turned yogi and full-time lifer. Full-Time Life is all about acknowledging that the concept of work-life balance is flawed. There's no such thing as work separate and apart from life. It's all just life. And it's up to each of us to design our own full-time life balance. This podcast is dedicated to providing tools, resources, and conversations to encourage you to live your life to the hilt. This week, I'm talking to my good friend, Christina Warnstead. Christina runs the local Montessori. And by that, I just mean that she is the assistant to the head of school, and she is the brains and heart behind the Nature Coast Explorer Club for some of the students. She also is a yoga teacher extraordinaire at our local studio. But before all of that, she lived on a boat in the Gulf of Mexico. My mantra lately has been, my heart is open and my mind is clear, and no one embodies that more than Christina. I hope this conversation inspires you to be clear about what you want out of life and open to the possibilities of how it comes about, because it's possible for it to turn out even better than you imagined. Quick side note, if you are listening on Spotify or YouTube where the video is included, pardon our appearance, we filmed right after beach yoga and literally are still in our bathing suits. We are not being salacious. This is just how you can find us on any given Sunday. So enjoy. Welcome to this week's episode of the Full-Time Life Podcast. I'm here today with my friend Christina, with as so many of my friends I've met at yoga. And we've realized that we ended up in the same sleepy beach town yoga class at the same exact time and place and space. And we both went to App State University. We both lived the beach life and both yoga instructors for the same studio. I'm not even doing it justice. So I'll hand it over because I'd love to hear what you're all about. (laughs) Oh my. Yes. Somehow we both floated onto this little area in a very special way. I've floated back to this place growing up. Uh, south of here and leaving to follow my heart to the mountains of North Carolina and then going more north from there. And about six years ago, I circled back around to just, I really was tapping into my heart of hearts at that time to, to recognize what was missing. And the Gulf of Mexico was a big piece of it. I've been referred to as a mermaid before, a mermaid that loves the mountains, a mermaid that loves the Gulf of Mexico, really. I think this Western side of the state of Florida is an extra special place to be energetically. Maybe it's, we're so close to the water here. And and yes, I guess a, a little special piece of how I got back here was I did have to put in the work or put in the practice. And my goal at that point was to live on a boat and live a simple life. My dream was it was on a sailboat and I'm hanging my clothes out to dry and I have plants and I'm cooking on the sailboat and just pieces of life that I have gotten to do on a sailboat. Kind of, they all were going together and that's what I want. The way life goes, I came down to look for a sailboat. My dad, who is one of my best friends, we do everything together, especially nautically, said after we went to a couple marinas, just with the idea of sailboats and Christina wants to live on a boat in mind, 
We hadn't found anything. And I was a little disheartened thinking, is this going to happen? Have I been too dreamy reading my Latitudes and Attitudes magazine in Vermont? And my dad actually asked me if I wanted to go to dinner with him and two friends of his who are lifelong friends who he grew up with in Tampa. The wife and I started talking. I told her my little kind of dream that I wanted to make happen. And she said, why don't you just live on our boat? Boom. So if I wouldn't have gone out to dinner that night, I wouldn't have even ever known that Linda and Sal owned a 42 foot motor yacht. So my little sailboat dreams swayed a little bit to living on this beautiful motor yacht at a marina, which is right across the water from where we are now. And while taking that huge chance months before that, years before that, I'd saved money thinking that this could happen one day without having much at all. I was on that boat with the real purpose of seeing if I could live in this place again, live in Florida again, live the kind of lifestyle I wanted. And I happened to go to a beach yoga class, which it, as we both know, it seems to draw in people from all over the world or all over our community that have some simple moral ways that we like to live our lifestyles. And one of our good friends, Kristen, was teaching that class. The first class I went to, we started talking. The next thing you know, we're at a beautiful restaurant bar, sharing a glass of wine and sharing life stories. She needed someone to walk her dog. So I instantly had a dog walking job while living on a boat, got to ride my bike to her house every day and do that, make $13 a day, (laughs) $18, maybe nine per dog. And And that just really started the path for me of the life I was really looking for that I felt I had, I was missing that all these experiences before brought me to that place right there. So take us through, I'm so intrigued by this boat life. In addition to hanging your clothes out to dry (laughs) on the lines, what's a typical day on the boat. In my mind, I wanted to be living on this sailboat that's like floating out by itself. And it's me in the solitude of the vast Gulf of Mexico, but I don't even really know how to sail. So it's interesting how you can have these kind of dreams, but then not all the pieces really lined up. And I would have never lived on a boat if I just said, no, I have to live on a sailboat. So the motor yacht though, 42 feet. The inside, you walk down into it. It's all shiny, beautiful teak wood. It had a recliner. Like I didn't even have a recliner at my home in Vermont. I brought my whole collection of my favorite books, including all of my local author, Carl Hyacin. Um, I brought all of his books and just lined them up in the boat. So a typical morning was that slow wake up Knowing that at that point, I didn't have the everyday style job going on and that it had been years since I had ever gotten to have that feeling of just wake up and be in it. And that's going to what's going to bring forth the next piece of life here. Coffee on the bow (laughs) of the boat every morning, 
walking around the marina, just looking at the water, getting myself together. I had my yoga mat in the boat. So there was always my morning. Mornings are huge to me and taking the time. So that time of just being on the boat with a yoga mat and yourself. The first time I visited a pawn shop was when I lived on the boat. A pawn shop right down the street that I bought a skateboard for the first time and just started skateboarding every day. And I also bought a membership for the yoga studio that we both teach for to really help me keep my focus on this path that I felt was really starting to work out. So I didn't come to live on a boat to drink rum every night. And even though that was a part of my day too, it's amazing. Um, You know, and just let go. It was, there was a, I wanted the certain discipline to stay. And that discipline for me is my, a lot of times my yoga practice. So being physically fit, riding the bike to yoga, going to multiple classes a day. And by doing that, that led me to meet these beautiful people who own the studio and start to connect with them about, wow, if I lived here, could I teach here? Another just cool little side note from there on just how things happen. Like twice a week, maybe I would go out to dinner, which where I lived on this one island, there was just like one or two restaurants. So I had skateboarded to Tony and Nello's to get my weekly plate of this abundance of pasta. So I knew if I got that, I'd have it for a few days on the boat because you eat, you don't even dent it when you eat there. Anyway, go there for my little dinner decide to have one more glass of wine instead of one, two, I was done with dinner. And a couple sat next to me. We started talking about my story. They said, so you're trying to move back here. Where are you living now? On a boat. That Oh, what? On a boat. And they said, we have a mother-in-law apartment. You could rent that if you move here. And I was just like, what? So we pretty much shook hands that night that I was going Mm -hmm. to take their mother-in-law apartment and then the next day I went I rode my bike to see it when the place was just right across the street from the boat which was the place I wanted to live and love and boom it was like all of a sudden there's your place to live it wasn't it's I'm saying this because it's not always supposed to be so difficult if it's the right thing and it might take years and patience but it should flow more so in that way, I think. Yeah. And you're someone who attracts synchronicities like this. I want to hone in on something. And that is when you describe your time on the boat, when people talk about work-life balance, that's like the balance. There's an ebb and flow of that kind of feeling. And at the time you got to just be in that ebb or flow or whatever it is, but then Eventually, as you make your way to where you are now, how do you find that ebb and flow? That's, that's it, right? Because even when we look at, if that's one reason we practice non-judgment is because if you're sitting there judging someone because, oh, look at their, they live on a boat. Oh my God. There's always something they have to do in order to live that life or that they have that we all have to do to keep that balance. For me, it's been more about everyone should have that practice, the practice that brings the discipline, even if it's 
walking for 20 minutes every morning because that's your time to be with yourself and not feel what's this is right or this is wrong. This isn't the right way to do it. But finding something that is sustaining like that. And for me, it has been yoga. And yoga means a thousand things. And we find it in the water and we find it on land and we find it in poses or we find it by reading or by writing in a journal or coloring all the things, but finding that time to have that sustaining practice, whatever it is to me, is just, that's it. Right. So what does that look like for you today? It's how do you find that? It still pretty much looks the same as it always has. Of course, there's times in our life where if you're not working, you can dive in a little deeper or whatever. But for me now, I back to what you what you preach about our morning times. Morning still for me since I was little is the best time to find that space, that place of letting go of the baggage of what the day might bring or what the day before brought and just being it's obviously a little dark still it's quiet still and so is our brain and our body and I think it's really nice to take advantage of that time so nowadays that's still my place or my time to do it it's also a really good discipline because it keeps you keeps the balance the night before as you do we both live kind of full-time life styles. Yes. And I have always believed since my Brazilian grandmother said everything in moderation. And when it all comes down to it, it's pretty much that, right? And that's the balance. That's the ebb and flow. So yeah, these days it's mornings and then it's getting outside whenever I can and making sure that movement's happening. I'm My body craves walking or crawling around or climbing it's a, it, swimming is a big one for me yeah. so I'm not so much saying oh you need to get to the gym every day Christina for me it's more finding the activity finding the movement but all of that it does start in the morning for me yeah. and creating a bit of an intention even if it's a, the smallest of just waking up and being present for five minutes it doesn't have to be an hour thing or a two hour thing but different for all of us yeah. and we all have diff- such different lives thanks for yeah. bringing it around to that <laughs> uh, i'd love to hear your version of the impetus for the name of this podcast this full-time life where does it come from yeah as soon as i saw it like it turned on all my like little light bulbs it came up because the the yoga instructor and myself both own a vespa I'm a Harley girl. I'm a Triumph girl. I'm an Indian girl. Again, something comes into your life. Our friend and yoga teacher had this Vespa for sale and I bought it. And for the first time had something close to a motorcycle and realized that the Vespa world is a whole nother world and a whole nother lifestyle. And where we live, it's a wonderful way to get around around. so and much more sustainable and economical that being said on the beach that morning our yoga instructor said christina you need to come 
with my group of friends to the mountains and we're going to ride our Vespas all day, every day for four days. And I'm like, yes, that is me. Yes, we're going to ride through the mountains. And that's where my heart resides in those mountains. And we're going to take our Vespas. And then he told me the date and I'm like, oh, wait, I know. Like I help run a school. I can't just go to the mountains with my Vespa and cruise for four days. And he said, why not? And I'm like, full-time job. And he's like, full-time life. And it went into that full-time life. And what does that mean? And we all giggled and laughed. And I'm so glad you connected with the phrase because that's what it is. It's full-time life. And as far as we know, it's one life. So to find the balance of living a beautiful full-time life is like pretty much why we're here right now talking. And just because you brought it up recently, can you share your mantra lately? Because if when you shared it with me, I was like, yes, that's pretty much how I got to where I am right now, which I feel is a beautiful place mentally, physically in my life. But it's about that balance of yeah, being so my the mantra I've had it for maybe a month or so, been, it applies to everything. It is my heart is open and my mind is clear. It was that idea that you're open to the possibilities, but you have a real clear focus, yeah. which ties back to a phrase that you've been using a lot lately. Oh, yeah. Narrow is the gate. Yeah, narrow is the gate. I learned that just a shout out to the Robcast, which is a very unique, special podcast um, that I listened to years ago he had mentioned that in one of the podcasts and I was driving I remember in Vermont and wrote it down because it, it just struck me I don't read the bible much or practice religion that much in that way and he said narrow is the gate and it was like what But if we, I read it in my story, can I look at my little thing really quick? Because it's such a meaningful phrase. How narrow is the gate that leads to life? And as I listened to it being said and then read more into it, it helped me to recognize that narrowness is the way, not focusing on the narrow, but narrowing your focus. So if you can keep, like you said, that yourself which for you is that wild heart that open heart that light heart but also keep I would use the term blinders like horses on carriages they used to put blinders on them because horses can pretty much see behind themselves and they don't need the horses looking at everybody when they're trying to get somewhere so you put the blinders on with that thing you're trying to focus in on at the moment and it helps. And my, for a long time in getting back here to Florida and getting to this lifestyle I'm living, it was a, such a similar mantra of I am wild and free right at home. I'm someone who craves home, who craves being grounded in a place, yet loves adventure and loves spontaneity and loves that thing of not being so rigid on yourself of, no, I said I was doing this. So this is what I'm doing. You have to be light with that in order to follow the day or follow the path. So I love that. That's your mantra lately because yeah. it's perfect. Okay. Thank <laughs> you for recording this after a morning of yoga on the beach. 
in our bathing suits or at least our this is it. This is Sunday morning. <laughs> um, thank you. Thank, thank you. you thank Stephanie. you. I hope this conversation gave you some ideas for dreaming big, hope for the power of taking small steps in the direction of those dreams, and encouragement for staying open to the possibilities. You can follow Christina on Instagram. She's at Stina Planet, and I would love to share my blueprint for designing your own personal morning routine with you. You can find that and additional resources on the website fulltimelife.style backslash morning dash routine, and I'll link it in the show notes. Until next time.